0614-104-102. WhatsApp Aubrey on 072-702-1702. 25 minutes to 11 o'clock. Advocate Tashius Vessels joins me now. He's legal manager at Starter G Labor Solutions. Advocate uh, Vessels, thank you very much for joining us. So I really appreciate your time. Good evening, Aubrey, and good evening to your listeners. So the Concord's decision that an employer is under no obligation to provide an employee with the opportunity to offer representation before placing them under precautionary suspension is what we're going to be talking about. I, I believe that this was a decision that was first made at a lower court in a particular case. I don't know whether you'll be able to can tell us what the case is, what, was all about. But what are the implications of this, uh, Advocate uh, Tesha's Vessels? Yeah, um, that is correct. The Constitutional Court basically upheld a um, ruling that was passed down by the Labor Court, in which the Labor Court found that um, there is no obligation on an employer yes. to afford an opportunity to make representations or submissions prior to being placed on precautionary suspension. Um, and the reason for that was basically that a suspension, a precautionary suspension, is not considered a disciplinary action by an employer. We generally get two types of suspension. You get a precautionary suspension, and then you get a punitive suspension. Yes. Uh, precautionary suspension is normally imposed by employers in circumstances where they're busy conducting an internal disciplinary investigation or a disciplinary hearing. And they have reasonable grounds to suspect that the employee's continuous presence at the workplace yes. might interfere with the process as such. Yes. Where a punitive suspension, on the other hand, is imposed as a sanction for a particular act of misconduct. Yes. Um, precautionary also, on the one hand, is with full pay and benefits, whilst punitive suspension may in circumstances be with unpaid. So, um, and, and I suppose I understand that when you are on precautionary suspension, uh, it would probably mean that we are, as a company, uh, still investigating the matter and we're keeping all of the parties separate from each other so that uh, nobody tampers with the investigative process. We haven't come to any, um, any decisions or any verdict about the particular case, and that is why it is not considered punitive. But I suppose from the, from the position of the one at the receiving end of that decision, it could feel like it is punitive? Yes. I mean, we have to understand that nobody wants to be suspended. Yeah. Um, as soon as you get suspended, there's a stigma that gets attached to you. And a lot of people perceive that you are guilty of something. Hence, you've been suspended. Yes. But that's not always the case. It's a decision has not been made. Yes. Um, a decision will only be made once the disciplinary hearing or the disciplinary investigation is finalized as to whether or not to even pursue charges against a person. But the reality is that sometimes certain allegations arise, and it's normally very serious um, allegations of misconduct. If you think about about assault, sexual harassment, dishonesty, those kind of forms of misconduct. If an employer does not suspend an employee in those circumstances, the possibility exists that an employee might potentially go and intimidate witnesses to try and get them not to testify. They might tamper with evidence or destroy evidence. So there is an obligation on an employer to protect the the process by uh, uh, trying to stop any interference with the process. Yes. So 
and I suppose that is in terms of the letter of the law, and that's what the Concord would would uh, argue that we are saying this on the basis of. I want to come back to the sort of practical lived lives of people on the ground, as it were, Advocate Tasha's vessels. Does it have ever happen sometimes that somebody will be uh, suspended? Uh, and it is not made clear that this is precautionary or punitive suspension. Uh, and on the basis of this particular judgment, a person is not given the right to protect themselves or to state their case, as it were, because of this particular judgment by the Concord. So in other words, so we understand what the law says. There are two uh, levels at which people can be uh, suspended, precautionary suspension and uh, punitive su- suspension. But in the lived experience of people and their employers, is it possible that an employer can suspend somebody punitively and claim that it was actually precautionary and because of that not afford them the chance of a hearing before um, that suspension takes place, if you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, look, you, an employer will never be able to justify um, punitive suspension as being um, precautionary suspension. Um, as I said, the difference between punitive and precautionary suspension is that um, precautionary suspensions with full pay and benefits. So there's no loss to the employee from a monetary perspective. Yeah. An employer that now uh, suspends an employee and does not pay the employee for the duration of that suspension period could yes. um, still be found foul of the law. And an employee does have recourse against the employer by referring a dispute to the CCMA. Yes. Because even even though the Constitutional Court has upheld the ruling that you, you don't have to give a person an opportunity to make submissions or representation, yes. that doesn't mean that an employer can now just willy-nilly suspend any employee for any type of misconduct. There are still certain requirements that need to be met. Yes. Firstly, you must be able to show that the misconduct that is being investigated or the misconduct for which the employee has been charged is very serious in nature. Yes. Um, you're going to have a hard time justifying why you suspect a somebody for wow. a person reported minutes late or 10 minutes late for work. Yes. It doesn't really make sense. Um, the second ground that you need to show is that there is a reasonable ground to suspect that the person's con- Continuous presence at the workplace is going to interfere with the process. Now, somebody that, is, that came late to work 10 minutes is hardly going to intimidate anybody, interfere with evidence or tamper with evidence, especially if you're working with biometrics. Yes. I mean, that information is, is stored. So there wouldn't be any grounds whatsoever to justify why you suspend that person in the first place. Um, and then the third aspect is that the suspension needs to be with full pay and benefits. Yes. You can't suspend somebody indefinitely. Um, you know, I know sometimes it happens that we hear in the news about people that's been suspended for a year or two. Yes. I mean, and nobody would complain about being not having to work and still getting paid. Yes. But the reality is that um, you can't also make the suspension for an unreasonably long period of time. Well, thank you very much, Advocate Tasha's Vessels, for explaining that to us. And uh, I, so, what 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 does a an employee do if they are in that kind of scenario? 
where there is talk of their suspension. Um, and uh, how does an employer explain this to an employee that they are wanting to suspend in that scenario? Is it just a matter of, sorry, Brew, cheers, you, you need to go? Or is there a sit-down that is, at least uh, from a courtesy point of view, that would be required? I think it's not even a, a matter of courtesy. I think it's it's incumbent upon employers to have a discussion with employees yeah. prior to prior to effecting a suspension. Um, the reason for that is for people to know and understand the reasons why they are being suspended. Yeah. It's only once employees understand the rationale or the thinking behind the suspension and the reasons for it that you will find that there's often um, not a dispute that uh, um, results from it because the person understands. If I don't know and I don't understand why you are doing what you're doing, then you end up with situations where employees refer disputes to the CCMA, etc. So I think it's still incumbent upon employers to have a sit-down, have that meeting, to explain to the employee the reasons for the suspension and what the terms and conditions are that are attached to the suspension. Advocatious Vessels, thank you very much for... um yeah, just informing us as far as that particular piece of legislation is concerned. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Aubrey. All right. Yeah, so perhaps uh, you are in that situation. Perhaps you could give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. No, double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Yeah.